0: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, we've been hitting at it. I know you want to talk about this one guy and he's had, a, he had a, a very interesting year this past year for the Broncos. So it's going to be a very interesting off season. I'm sure for him as well. Uh, and that's Albert O, uh, the big tight end, obviously, you know, was inactive for, uh, I can't remember how many games. It felt like half the season or more. Um, he wasn't even active. Then he gets in the game. The last few games, Jerry Rosberg, you know, changes things up. He puts Alberto in and plays pretty well. Um, Oh, you know, what did you think of his past season? and What do you, what do you want to see from him this offseason? He's, he's one guy that could definitely benefit from a new coaching staff and, and kind of getting a new, um, you know, a, a new, I guess, energy for his career or, or whatever, a new spark, um, you know, if, if a new coaching staff comes in here and, and starts to utilize, his, u- utilize him.
1: Well, that's one guy on the roster who definitely needs a new leaf on his career, leaf on life, that is, because he is uh, underachieved. When they, when they drafted him, they drafted Abudoka Weibunam to help out Drew Locke. I mean, that was his buddy. They played at Mizzou. They they opened him up. They flex him. I mean, he was kind of a a tweener as far as hybrid, being a big wide receiver and a tight end. That's what they thought they were going to use him for. He was banged up early in his career. And I thought, well, when the team traded Noah Fant, they pushed all the chips to the center of the table on Abudoka Weibunam, right? And Albert Okawebonam just hasn't lived up to those expectations. He hasn't really caught the ball well. He doesn't block well. And this is not one of those, uh, hey, hey, you know, let's have an Albert Okawebonam dump right now. No, I'm not trying to do that. You asked me a question as far as what I thought of him, and this is exactly what I I, I think of him. Go back to the Kansas City Chiefs game. He dropped two early passes. He caught a touchdown. He bobbled that, almost dropped it. Jerry Rosberg just kind of, you know, rave reviews. About Albert Okweberna, and it was Jerry and other people in the media who were wondering why was this kid not playing. There was a reason he wasn't playing, and when coaches lose faith and confidence in the player, it makes it really difficult for him to get in. And just think about what really happened. The emergence of Greg Dosage just kind of overshadowed Albert Okweberna, and because Dosage wasn't playing in the last game, that allowed Albert O to get an opportunity to get more playing time. I mean, great touchdown in the game against Kansas City. Awesome. That's the best play that I've seen of him in the Broncos uniform. But with so much being said about how great Albert Okawebunov, and even Jerry Rosberg said it himself, just raving reviews. And everyone was like, hey, patting Jerry on the back. Like, because of Jerry, it was this emergence of Albert Okawebunov. But I asked this question. If Jerry Rosberg felt so strongly about Albert O and how he wasn't being utilized properly in the first couple part of the season, why was he not on any special teams, right? Big guy like that, strong, he can run, but he wasn't on one single special teams unit. Knowing as though, well, the Broncos were hurting in the beginning of the, well, the midway of the season based on receiving options, he wasn't even thought about. He was an afterthought. And then even when they put him in the lineup, yeah, I'm talking about the touchdown but he wasn't on any special teams units. So you have to ask yourself, why was that? Why did Jerry not put him on any of the special teams unit? Because remember, Dwayne Stinks was fired because he didn't do a great job. So you have a guy like Abbott Oka, i ask you, why do you think he wasn't put on special teams? Because if you can't go out and do your job, right, coaches lose confidence in you at your position, well, the one thing you can do, you can't go out and play special teams. Can you not?
0: Yeah, it's a good question, Nick. I think Jerry was asked that um, you know, during his two-week span there as the interim. I believe someone asked him that. I can't remember exactly what his answer was, but I believe it was something along the lines of his body type was not what they wanted or they, they liked Beck or Saubert. They're more on special teams. I don't know, uh, but it's a good question because he's a guy, Nick, you would think you could find a way to get him on the field. Like you said, he's a big athlete. He's a guy that – can run down the field. Um, I don't know if he's the most physical guy, uh, but he 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 looks like he can be physical. Like he looks like he um, you know can lift a lot of weight. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not. An expert. <laughs> I mean, does he not? I mean, he's got he's got cannons for arms, but he's not exactly the best blocker in the world either. Wait a minute.
1: So, wait a minute, George. Basically, here's, here's what I heard, and you tell me if I'm correct. He, he 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 looks great. He's a great specimen. He has great biceps, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know if he's that physical, but he dominates in the weight room, right? Yeah. That's not, that's the only He way looks like he's it. Dominated, Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's got tree trunks for legs, man. He's a big he's a big guy, man. He I mean, he looks the part. I just you know, I I don't know if he's the most physical guy. I mean, that's been part of the issue, right? Is like he's not the best blocking tight end. Uh, and obviously, he—I he, don't think he's a big contact guy either. I mean, how many times is he breaking tackles out there? Uh, it doesn't
1: seem like often. So I—I don't—I don't have an answer for you, Nick. Yes, you do. Uh, no, 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 no. Yes, you do, George. You just said it. You just laid out every single thing as to what has been the reason why Albert Okwebonam hasn't really played. He—he he looks great. Even Jerry Rosberg said he looks great. You talk about his his biceps and how his legs look like tree trunks. But the one thing that's so important is physicality. And for me, I don't think he has it. I don't know what's going on with him or what have you, but you mentioned the fact that maybe he would have a clean slate with a new coach coming in. That sounds great, and that's usually the way it happens. But that coach has watched games before, right? D'Amico Ryan, they played against the Denver Broncos. Uh, Dan Quinn and the Dallas Cowboys—they played against the Denver Broncos, so they know. And Sean Payton, guess what? I mean, he had Jimmy Graham as his tight end, so you don't think he's going to evaluate this roster and look at Albert Okereke and go, mm, "I'm not sure." Right? Maybe they should call you, George. Maybe they—all three candidates should call you for for to help you uh, to help them rather break down this roster.
0: I mean, I would be the perfect person to call. I know that I could tell them everything, and I'd be I'd be very blunt about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's interesting because again, I think that they can find you know ways to use him, but I, maybe he's just lacking some of the physicality that you need to be successful. Um, and, and that kind of leads us into this past weekend's games, Nick. One once again, who did we see uh, in each of these games kind of lead the way for these teams offensively? Uh, the tight ends. Um, You saw it, Travis Kelsey, obviously big game for the Chiefs, Um, you know, Goddard for uh, the Eagles, uh, I believe had a big game for them. Uh, You know, we didn't see much of Dawson Knox out there um, for the Bills, but the Bills just looked like a disaster. But I believe Hayden Hurst caught a touchdown for the Bengals. Uh, And then obviously George Kittle had the catch of the weekend uh, for the 49ers, tipped it off his own helmet and then caught it. He was unbelievable. I think Schultz caught a touchdown pass for the Cowboys. Um, so, so, so so, what's the moral of the story, George? Let me hear it. Uh, you need to be more physical and use your tight ends.
1: There I, you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there that's there you, go. yeah, you
0: got it. Everybody, the successful teams in the league have found ways to use tight ends in, in a versatile way. Right. And, the Broncos weren't able to do that a whole lot this last year. I think Greg Dulcich is is going to be that guy, and you saw it in flashes this last year. But they got to find somebody that can consistently do it, and I think Greg's going to end up being that guy if he can stay healthy. But again, it seems like it, th- this whole playoffs, um, you know, the, the the best players have been the tight ends. Like those have been the guys leading the way for these teams. Uh, but, Nick, what did you think of the games this past weekend? Anything stand out to you about um, the, the the divisional games?
1: Yeah, you know what? Well, I, I went against the grain, and I uh, selected the Jacksonville Jaguars to uh, beat the Kansas City Chiefs and upset them. And it looked like for a moment they were going to do that. And, and, I, and, man, it was so heartbreaking to watch Jamal Agnew gets the ball on the five-yard line. He makes a cut inside. He fumbles the ball. And when you think about this team, and I, and I kind of wrote this down because I want to kind of get to it. When you think about what took place in that game became, between Kansas City and Jacksonville, when you look at the numbers, man, they were almost identical from third down conversions to rushing yards to red zone, uh, even penalties, uh, total plays. You had Jacksonville with 60, you had Kansas City with 67. They got extra plays because of the turnovers by Jacksonville. So when you look at Jacksonville, you're saying, man, this team isn't that far away. But if you're a Broncos fan, here's what we know. When we we look at Patrick Mahomes and we look at Kansas City in the years past and you say that they were so far away from the Broncos, what I saw this weekend, they're not that far. The Broncos are not that far away uh, from Kansas City. There's a couple of players here and there, and as we saw the last time the Broncos played Kansas City, a couple of bad calls here and there and the Broncos win that game so when I look at the games of this past weekend that's the one that stood out to me uh the most because it showed what one coach in one year and Doug Peterson can do with a roster like Jacksonville has and how close the Broncos are to Kansas City opposed to being far away from them
0: I agree uh I think Kansas City is very vulnerable Nick um now I still would pick them to win the Super Bowl. Now, it, it obviously depends on Patrick Mahomes' health. Uh, like, I, I just don't. I, I know, I know you you you're not gonna pick them, but I I, I still think that you know, if, the, I, if if Patrick Mahomes can get healthy by the Super Bowl, let's say they escape and beat the Bengals this weekend, which I think is gonna be really tough to do if Mahomes is not healthy. But let's say they do, I still I, I still like them to beat the Eagles or Forty Nine ers. I just think that Mahomes is is such a difference maker, but. I think that they have a lot of holes, Nick. Uh, I think there's, right. there's some opportunity to take advantage of them. And I think that they also have this – I don't know if it's a mentality or what it is, but they just seem to, like, kind of screw around with some of these teams and then they're just like, oh, well, Mahomes will bail us, bail us out. Uh, and this last week they got – I think they got a little lucky at times uh, against the Jaguars. And the Jaguars just, you know, I think part of it was the Jaguars just maybe weren't ready for that moment yet, right, that they've obviously – um, you know, our or young team coming up, new 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 coach, like you said, but I think it's still a, the, the the point remains, Nick. You get the right person in here, um, and you get the right coaching staff in here yes. this off season. This can be a playoff football team. Absolutely. Um, I, I, and, and and you get in the playoffs, Nick. We've seen it. Anything can happen once you get there. You can you know the Bengals obviously for some reason just get hot in the playoffs, right? They they've been spectacular the last two years. Uh, the Jaguars. This this last year, make make a little run. The Giants also, I know they got blown out by the Eagles. But you get there, you, who knows what can happen, right? Any matchup can go your way. So uh, I think that that's, that's the bigger point is you see some of these coaches and what they've been able to do in one year, and you, you point to the Broncos and say, man, if they can go get the right guy, <clears throat> D'Amico Ryans, Nick, uh, <laughs> then maybe they can get to the playoffs <laughs> next year and, and make some noise. But, but yeah, I, I think that that was all – that was – Obviously, part of my takeaway. And then I, I just, um, you know, I, I think looking at the NFC, I really like the Eagles, the way they're playing. They seem to be a machine right now. Um, I know the 49ers will, will have some stuff up their sleeve, but I really like the Eagles to reach the Super Bowl. And then I really have no idea what's going to happen in the AFC game because, um, you know, I love Joe cool, uh, Joe, Joe Burrow. Uh, I just don't know if they can do it again. I know he's 3 and 0 against Mahomes uh, in his career, but. It's going to be a tough place to play at in Arrowhead on Sunday. And I'm sure, it'll, I'm sure it'll be close. I know, again, Mahomes is hurt, but I do think it'll be a close game.
1: Well, you remember uh, at one point we used to refer to certain a uh, certain division in the NFC as NFC uh, Lease, yep. right? But, but that division over a year has changed. You had Dallas in the playoffs, the Giants in the playoffs with Danny Dimes who – most have said that okay, well, his career was over. The Jet, uh, the Giants need to part ways with him. Brian Dabo is not going to be able to come in and fix him, and they get to the playoffs. Yeah, they, they beat Minnesota, but but still, uh, a head coach getting to the playoffs in his first year, an inexperienced head coach at that. But it just it just there's so many layers to what we've seen over these past couple of weeks with the playoffs that I mean, it's making the NFL once again uh the most watched sporting event of all sporting events and it's only going to get better you are mentioning what's going to happen in kansas city there's a certain level of confidence that zach taylor and his team has about kansas city they beat him at home they beat him on the road and the one thing you know that you need to be able to do if you want to win a championship in the nfl you have to be able to go on the road to know that one of the biggest issues that the kansas city chiefs have had and i've spoken to former players and people who do media in Kansas city, right? The one thing that they feared and they feared the most is about to happen facing the Cincinnati Bengals. They were not afraid of Buffalo, right? They were not afraid of Buffalo, but they are afraid of Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati Bengals team. And one thing that's important, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, he has a high ankle sprain. And I know they've done some marvelous things with Madison. But I don't know if they're going to be able to do enough before this game on Sunday or Saturday, whenever they play. And one of the biggest problems that Patrick Mahomes has had, uh, Todd Bowles showed it when they played against the Bucs. He experienced it last year when he played against uh, Buffalo and he played against the Cincinnati Bengals. It was pressure and he was healthy then. So it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out.
0: Yeah. And I think the Bengals defense is really good, Nick. Um, and so they're going to be able to get after Mahomes and he, if he can't extend plays, cause that's what he's really good at. Right. Escaping yep. the pocket, making plays down the field. Uh, it might be a tough day, but I, I also know Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Those guys are going to have something up their sleeve on, on, on trying to help him out. So going to be interesting to see. I, I think the Bengals and Eagles, Nick, they, both those teams just have like this, like this, like swagger about them that they just don't like, 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 like I'm not going to say they don't care, but like they just it's them against the world type mentality right now. Uh, and those teams, they, they just seem to go into these games uh, and feed off that energy. Obviously, the Bengals love playing on the road. Um, they've shown that these last couple of years in the playoffs. Eagles, obviously, that place is going to be electric in Philly. So it's going to be a good week. And I'm sure we'll get into more of that on Thursday, Nick, uh, when those games get a little bit closer. But before we get out of here, Nick, yes or no to the Broncos have a head coach by the end of the week?
1: I'm going to say no, no. Hey, coach. What say you?
0: I agree. I, I the more the more the closer we get to the end of the week, obviously the chances become less and less. I also just think, Nick, we talked about it. I think D'Amico Ryan's might be somebody they're very interested in, and I think that they're willing to be patient and wait to talk to him next week. So I think that that could kind of put this whole thing on hold. Again, things can happen overnight. Who knows? Maybe Sean Payton comes out early. Maybe they get a deal done. Something like that. I I don't really know. I don't think anybody knows. That's what's so interesting about all this. But uh, if that does happen, Nick, we'll break it all down on Thursday's episode. Um, And then, obviously, we'll be back again next week again on Tuesday to break down some of the AFC-NFC games. Uh, Maybe they'll have some finalists by then. Maybe they'll have a head coach. Who knows? We'll see, Nick. But uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the podcast. uh, And we will see you guys again on Thursday.